The Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. Now, very sadly in these days, and I guess particularly through the whole challenges of COVID, we heard a great deal about abuse of of men uh, and and indeed of women, maybe a little bit more uh, about women than men. There's one organisation that Hope FM has partnered with, and you will have heard uh, their advertisement being played pretty regularly on the station. If you haven't heard it, it sounds like this. Many men suffering abuse at the hands of their partners think they're to blame, that they're weak. That is not the case. We are here for you. We are the Mankind Initiative, and we have been helping men escape from domestic abuse since 2001. Call us on our helpline 01-823-334244. That is 01-823-334244. The lines are open from 10 till 4, Monday to Friday. Remember, you're not alone. Now, Mark Brooks is the chair of of Mankind. Uh, good morning to you, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. So, Mark, tell us a wee bit. How did Mankind come to be established? How how was it formed, and how did you get involved? Well, we've been going now for just about um, twenty five years, and what we've how we were set up was that a number of men and women. Um, had realised that either they had been victims of domestic abuse themselves, that's the men, but also the women who come together in Somerset to set the charity up had sons or brothers or others who had been victims. So they come together to set up a a domestic abuse charity for for men who who had been affected by domestic abuse. Um, I got involved just under 20 years ago. Um, I used to... uh, be involved in politics and I had a constituent who was a victim of domestic abuse, a male victim, and nobody really took him seriously. And to be fair, I'd never heard of domestic abuse against men either. So I got involved because I felt that this was a subject that needed more attention and more focus. Now, abuse obviously can take many, many forms, and and maybe we 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 think about it in a particular uh, way. But but you know, one of the, one of the main main issues of, of abuse, it's not just sexual, is it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the abuse, especially the abuse that that we that we undertake in terms of the, the support for men, is that often it's physical abuse. Also, it's controlling behaviour, being cut off from your friends and family, not having any independence over your own life, constantly being told you're worthless and you're useless. Also, um, economic abuse as well, where basically you have no control over any of the finances that, that you have. Um, that you bring into the house or, or, or the household overall. And so in terms of the abuse that men endure, in many respects it's exactly the same as what women do when they're a victim of domestic abuse. But the key thing is is that you no longer have any control over your life and you're completely controlled by your partner. 
Some people might be a bit shot, of course, by the statistics. And, of course, these uh, statistics come from the government, don't they? But one in every six to seven men will become a victim of domestic abuse at some point in their lifetime, with 700,000 being victims actually in 21-22. And uh, I don't know whether we have figures for the current year, but only one in 20 victims are accessing a local domestic abuse service uh, and and also are male. So clearly there's an issue with male people coming forward uh, to... Uh, is, is that because... I mean, I know it's a very sensitive and difficult subject for both men and women to talk about, but is it more difficult for men, do you think? It, it is... Well, you, ne- you never want to get into a competition, um, and for many women find it very, very difficult as well. But, but overall... Overall, only um, half of the men who, who are victims of domestic abuse ever actually tell anybody. And they have particular barriers because they feel that to be a victim of uh, domestic abuse, especially if, if the person carrying out the abuse is a woman, really undermines our whole sense of what it means to be a man. You know, strong and independent, stoical, for example. It undermines that sense of what it means to them to be male. In addition, addition, they also feel a real sense of shame and embarrassment. Uh, They fear that they won't be believed or taken seriously. And that can be made worse if there's big size differences. So we get chaps calling our helpline who are six foot two, six foot three, and their female partners, five foot five, five foot six. So you've got those kind of visual barriers as well as the barriers of of real shame because it undermines their own sense of what it means to be a man. So there are particular barriers that affect men. And I suppose that that can also affect their mental health as well because if things are are suppressed and people aren't sharing what is really quite... uh, Uh, life-changing challenges for folk Uh, and I guess that would mean a a rise in in mental health and possibly, dare I say, suicide. Would that be true to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mean, lots of the men that we work with say that who have gone through all of the different types of domestic abuse. I mean, their view is that, you know, the broken bones and bruises will heal, but the mental scars can take years and years and years. Um, and, and so the, the mental issue is something that's obviously hard to see, but has a far longer-term effect than any of the physical abuse um, that, that men undergo. And... That's a constant thing that people come back to us. There are, you know, men who, who do have what's called suicide um, ideation. They think about that, um, but and that's why the the support that we're publicising and promoting is is out there for men, not only whilst they're going through domestic abuse, but also whilst they're recovering from it as well. Now, on the 2nd of November, you're you're having, a, a, well, in fact, right across the country, there's going to be quite a focus on the, on the, on the whole subject of, of male victims of domestic abuse. Tell us a wee bit about what's happening for the second time uh, in history. Well, well um, next week, uh, on Thursday next week, what's happening is that organisations across the UK, um, including throughout Dorset as well, and 
um, are getting together and promoting the support that they specifically have for male victims. And the whole point, and we've used a catchphrase um, as modern way nowadays, hashtag men you are not alone. Um, we're holding this supporting male victims of domestic abuse day to try and get local organisations to reach out to men in their community and tell them the type of support that's actually available for men where they live. And as I said, organisations are getting in, uh, are taking part in that. We know Paragon, for example, Paragon uh, in Dorset are actually um, supporting the campaign and also um, Bournemouth uh, Churches Housing Association as well. And they're two organisations that provide support for male victims of domestic abuse across the whole county. And uh, I mean, I was I was delighted to read that in, in the first time that you had this sort of national focus, uh, there were a hundred organisations that took place. So that, presumably, that's across the country, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, right across the country, from the top of Scotland down to uh, the bottom of Cornwall. So, from the point that you yourself began, you mentioned your constituents and so on. But from the time that you got involved, have you been encouraged that that there has been a significant increase in men beginning to access the support and services which are clearly out there for them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, when I first got involved, there was hardly any services. I mean, literally, um, the Mankind Initiative was the only one. Um, but what we've what we've seen um, over that period is far more organisations either set up which are solely for male victims, but also we've seen other organisations like Paragon and, and and others extend their existing domestic abuse services to include men and of course you know when you set things up men will come so now that there are services for men we are seeing far more men come forward to get help than ever before we also have seen a change in the attitude of the police for example and what we're what we're seeing is far more uh, the police officers um, and the police stations take seriously now male victims of domestic abuse when perhaps 10 to 20 years ago they didn't really recognize it uh, at all which is why far more men are getting far better support either from organizations where they live but also from the police as well that's uh, people are people there to pesh mode and uh, Mark Brooks, uh, who's the chair of the Mankind Charity, uh, supporting people who have gone through particularly male uh, abuse of one kind or another, is my very special guest today. But you're a big fan of Depeche Mode, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, they had a, and still going, of course, I had a brilliant album out in uh, March this year. And I actually had the good fortune of travelling to Croatia in the summer to watch them uh, play a, a big concert there. So yes, I'm a big fan indeed. Well, you're more than a fan. You're obviously, you know, you're obviously <laughs> travelling to listen to them play and so on. Anyway, we've been talking obviously about uh, all forms of of male. Uh, abuse it takes many many forms now clearly you've outlined some of the barriers you know that the, the whole image of what a man should be and i guess the weakness 
offensive if they're being bullied by a, by a woman, their wife, or our girlfriend, or whatever. Uh, and of course, that does very much attack. I guess it's an assault on the male ego. Um, so, given that there are huge barriers to that happening, and that it really stop men, I take it that all these support services are they, and I presume that they are completely confidential. Uh, yes, they are. There's all sorts of uh, safeguarding um, issues around them. I mean, our helpline and other uh, helplines which are um, which are available to men um, are confidential and anonymous, and that's why you know we increasingly see more men uh, using those um, helplines because for many they just want to find out if they actually are a victim of domestic abuse and you know if 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 they are um what they can actually go go about doing to escape from the relationship and so that gives them a certain level of confidence that they can find out without actually their their partner uh, actually knowing and obviously that's quite important um, sometimes we get people, men calling us, say, "Oh, could you uh, leave us messages? Could you email us back? Could we call you back?" But of course, when you're in a controlling relationship, we we don't know who's actually answering those emails yeah. or who actually has control on, say, the mobile phone, for, for example. Um, so yes, they they are they are confidential. Um, obviously. Um, you know, if you go down the criminal uh, justice route and, you know, seeking prosecutions from the police, then it's not so confidential. Um, but certainly helplines and initial contacts with organisations, they are confidential. And that's why I would always encourage men to, to, to get in touch. Now, your, your helpline, that's, that's the Mankind helpline, is open uh, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, of course, we've been pushing that very heavily here on, uh, on, on the station. That number, for those of you, and don't worry, I will repeat this number, but I'll give it to you now. So the number is 01823-334-244. That's 01823-334-244. I'll give you that uh, uh, so if you're if you're wanting to note that down, then uh, you know make sure you have a pen and a bit of paper, and I'll give it to you again. Uh, how many calls would you be getting, sort of on an average week? Uh, on, on an average week, we would be getting about 60 to 70 calls uh, a week from men from from around the, around the country, uh, wanting to get wanting to get some form of information or help. And pers- um, Sorry. I was only going to say, presumably you're then able to, depending on where they're living and so on, you're able to signpost them to different organisations at a, at a more local level, yeah? Oh, absolutely. And, and in addition, there's a directory of services and support on our on our website, which is mankind.org.uk. And that's why we're always very keen to publicise what's available and locally. And as I mentioned, you know, you've got Paragon, uh, who are um, funded by local councils uh, to provide services in Bournemouth and Christchurch and Paul and across Dorset, as well as Bournemouth Churches Housing Association. So if a man, for example, called us in those areas, we would then we would give them information, we would listen to what they have to say, and we would then also signpost them to those organisations. We would, we would 
give them information about how best to approach them. And those organisations are first class in supporting men locally. And we do that for any man that contacts us across the country. And Mark, if there's people around, because obviously, you know, as men, we're mixing socially at work, you know, and obviously with family and so on. But those of us who may be observing men and we know that there's something not quite right we may not necessarily know that it, that abuse is the cause of 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 what we're observing what should people who have a sense that there may be some issues possibly abuse what what should they do as observers well i think i think what they can do um is start to open up a conversation about what is actually going on at home and and what I mean by that is, is to do it in a way that's non-pride so for example simply asking everything okay everything okay at home and often the man will say yes yeah things are fine and you can then leave the conversation by saying well you know if you ever want to chat or need any support just let me know and then leave the conversation there if if man doesn't want to talk because what you're doing is you're gradually moving the door ajar bit by bit um, where a man will get to the point where he thinks actually there is somebody who cares for me there is somebody who's going to take me seriously there is somebody who's going to help and then at some stage that man will reach out to you for support um, and when they do then obviously you should sit down and work out um, what help that they actually need. Um, and then you work together to, to actually um, move, to get that help mm. wherever it's needed. So it's about moving things forward bit by bit. Yeah. I apologise for the fact that the quality of the phone line is pretty bad. I don't know whether, Mark, you're not on hands-free, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. No. Yeah, uh, but it's just that it is, it's, a, it's a little bit hard to, uh, to hear for some of our folk. Anyway, uh, just one bi- other big question, I guess, uh, and that is that uh, clearly you have a good contact with lots and lots of men. What positive sort of news can you give us about the, 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 the evidence behind the fact that, that men are really, really helped, not only by your service, but obviously by the proliferate of services across the country that, that are available to them. Do you have some evidence on, on, on the effectiveness of that help? Yeah, well, certainly. We, we get lots of feedback um, directly from men who have contacted our helpline to say that we've helped them. But also we get lots more information from organisations that you mentioned um, saying that they're seeing more and more men come forward to get help and therefore they're being able to help more and more men escape from domestic abuse. So this is the key thing. The, the organisations out there are very effective at helping male victims. So that's why I always encourage men to come forward and speak to those organisations because you will get support. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being my guest today. And we're going to actually go out with a song called uh, You're Not Alone. Uh, and, of course, this, this was, re- was recorded for for your charity. And tell us a little bit about Just introduce it for us, will you? Well, well the song is written um, uh, by Clive Lieber. Clive has been a volunteer for the charity for, for well over five years now. He's a first-class chap. 
um, and first-class songwriter as well. And he wrote this song um, for us to take uh, to be a, a key part of the uh, event which is taking place on Thursday next week and also to help raise funds for us. He's a top guy and it's a great song. Mark, thank you so much for being my guest this morning and of course for all the work that you and your volunteers uh, do and uh, we will give that support number uh, to folk again in just a moment and of course continue as a radio station to support you in all that you're doing. So see you next time and this is uh, Clive Lever You're Not Alone. your pride somewhere along the way I know what you're going through I've been there too now let your new life start today you're not alone I'm only as far as you phone I'll be your friend I'll stand by you till the end And when you can't find peace in your home You're not alone Some will say why don't you leave they won't believe it's easier said than done you're not weak you're not to blame don't be ashamed remember you're the broken one you're not alone I'm only far as you found I'll be your friend I'll stand by you till the end and when you can't find peace in your home you're not alone Don't they say the trouble shared divides by two
Remember, you're not alone.